of James chapter number 1 and we'll begin reading with verse number 17 verse 17 of James chapter 1 every good gift and every perfect gift is from above cometh down from the father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turning of his own will begat he us with the word of truth we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Uh, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of northerness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if, any man, for if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is likened to a man, beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Talk about giving the perfect gift. Uh, I don't know that's possible as far as material things are concerned. Uh, we were down in Hickory Friday. Went to Walmart and you couldn't hardly get in the place. And uh, I asked Billy, I said, are these people waiting for a buggy or something? He said, many people about run out of buggies. He said, no, they're returning. They're lined up at the return desk there, return gifts or exchange gifts or whatever. So someone must not have got the right size or the right color or the right gift or whatever. For whatever reason, they were taking it back. My wife said, uh, I'm hard to buy for. So uh, they usually end up wrong size or whatever. But let's talk about good and perfect gifts today. And uh, the Bible says here in verse 17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shout of turning. First of all, the Son of God. He tops the list. Uh, the greatest gift of all is to have Jesus Christ. The Bible said, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son Whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Gift giving. Well, someone says you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. So God gave his son. He loved us and showed that he loved us by giving his only begotten son. Paul expresses it in 2 Corinthians 9.15. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. How can one describe Jesus, the one we come to worship today, the one we, uh, uh, you know, worship every Sunday, really re remember the resurrection every Lord's Day? His unspeakable gift. He is a gift, certainly, to man. In John 10, 11, he said, I am the good shepherd. He's not only a gift, but he's good. He's a good gift, and he's a perfect gift. 1 Peter 3, 22, or 2.22, rather, who did no sin, 
Neither was guile found in his mouth. Think of that. Think of someone that never sinned in word, thought, or deed. Have you ever had an evil thought? Uh, the Bible said the thought of foolishness is sin. And uh, yet Jesus never, never had an evil Never did an, an ungodly deed. He was perfect. Who did no sin. Neither was guile found in his mouth. In Hebrews 4, 15, he says, He was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. He had the temptation, but he did not yield as we do. You know, the Bible talks about bringing every thought into the obedience of Christ. Deal with it while it is still in the mind before it expresses itself in the flesh in action. The Son of God, you know, on TV, about all you hear is happy holidays. When did Christmas cease to be Christmas and be become came into the world to die on a cross for our sins. And so this good and perfect gift, Jesus Christ, not only is the Son of God a good and perfect gift, but salvation is a good and perfect gift. Turn with me to the book of Romans, chapter 5. 7. Romans chapter 5 and verse 15. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace. And the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Well, he makes a comparison in these verses between the sin that we inherited from Adam to the gift of salvation that comes through Christ. The offense brought death, but God's gift brought life. The offense brought judgment, but God's gift brought justification. And notice he said that it's a gift in these verses. But lest we misunderstand, he said it's a free gift. We talk about giving at Christmas, but we primarily give to those that give to us. It's kind of a trade-off. But salvation is a, a completely a total gift. And it's free. And this is a reason many people don't have it. Because they're trying to earn their salvation can't earn salvation. Salvation is a gift. In John 4.10, as the Lord is talking to the Samaritan woman, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, 
who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Getting, trying to get across to her that this salvation is a gift. In Revelation twenty-two seventeen, And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. You know, when Eve is talking to the devil in the book of Genesis there, God had said to Adam, Of every tree of the garden thy mayest freely eat. And she said, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. She left out that one word, and that's why multitudes of church members will be lost. Because they never come to understand that salvation is, is a gift. It's a free gift. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 2, Verse 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is the gift of God. I kind of stood this week as I was studying these scriptures. That kind of uh, stood out. It is not a gift, but it is the gift of God. Salvation is a good and perfect gift. And uh, if you're saved today, you realize what a, what a great thing it is to be saved. What a wonderful thing it is to, to have that peace of God. To lay, lay down at night and close your eyes and, and uh, realize that you, if you don't wake up, you know where you're going. And uh, that, that's worth 10,000 worlds, isn't it? You know, if you had it all, Bible said, What should a prophet a man if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul? If we had it all, we wouldn't be happy if we didn't have Jesus and didn't have salvation. The Bible says in uh, verse 18 here of James 1, was reading, Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. This goes along with 1 Peter 1 there. Verse 23, where we're born again by the word of God. He begat us with the word of truth. Salvation is a good and perfect gift. In Romans 10, 15, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. Bring glad tidings of good things. The gospel means good news. And he talks about the feet being beautiful. Now, if I took my shoes off today and my socks and help my feet up. You say, I don't think there's anything very beautiful about that. Now, he's not talking about the literal feet. He's talking about those that are bringing the good news. You know, we like to hear good news, don't we? And it's sad when we have to, have to hear bad news. Uh, bad news. Well, God's salvation is good news. It's good and perfect gift, and it comes down from the Father. Doesn't come through Maranatha Baptist Church or any other church. It comes from the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. That brings me to the third point. The Holy Spirit of God is, is a good and perfect gift. Luke eleven thirteen, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Now there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit that that happens when you get saved. According to the 1 Corinthians 12, 13, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. And uh, that uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, 
Then there's the filling of the Holy Spirit. Some people confuse the two. The filling of the Holy Spirit is really the enabling. The Holy Spirit who lives within us allowing Him to fill us and control our life. We present our body a living sacrifice. Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy, Go Holy, Holy Ghost. God gives us that gift of the Holy Ghost when when we believe and are saved, when we get saved. The Spirit of God is a, a good gift and a, and a perfect gift. Uh, I remember the story kind of goes along Christmas time. This uh, man uh, had received this new car as a present. I've been kidding Billy over the last few Christmases about to a new truck. Of course, I don't expect to get that. That's, uh, uh, but uh, we, we talk about it. But this this uh, fellow had received a, a new car, you know, for Christmas. And this little poor boy was observing that uh, that uh, new new car, and he just couldn't believe that that someone gave it to him. And he asked that he'd take him for a ride, and he went by his crippled crippled little brother and showed him told him the story and he says when I get big when I get grown up I'm going to buy you a car just like this God's Holy Spirit is a gift God's Son is a gift and God's salvation is a gift and a far greater gift than any of these others and then there is the scriptures the word of God is uh, is a gift. The Bible said in Psalm 68, 11, the Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. Second Timothy 3, 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine and so forth. All of it's given. You know, the there's a, a version of the scripture that said all scripture that is given by inspiration of God. That's why the Lord said, don't mess with the words. Don't add any to it. Don't take any away from it. You see, when I put one little word in that verse, it changes the entire meaning. All scripture that is given is, is good, good for doctrine and so forth. Implying that some may not be given, but all that is, is good for you. Someone told B.R. Lakin, said, I believe the Bible in spots. He said, I don't know where the spots are. I just take it all or none. I, I take it all. I believe it's all inspired. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Even the, the genealogies and chronicles and some of those places, Matthew, all that's important. We may not comprehend it all, but it's there for a good purpose. The word of God is is good. The Bible says in Hebrews 6, 5, have tasted the good word of God. You get a taste of it, you, you want more. That's kind of, you know, it's kind of like they talk about us use moderation, you know, when we eat and so forth. But uh, if you like something real good, you get a taste of it, you just, you know, you want more. Tasted the good word of God. Then he tells us, 
In Psalm 19, verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect. James 1, 25, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man should be blessed in his deed. The perfect law of liberty. God's word is a good and perfect gift. Then not only that, but the service of God is a gift. The Bible said in Romans 11:29, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. In Romans 12:6, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, and then in 1 Corinthians 12:4, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. So God gives gifts. I can't sing. I give up trying. Like one fellow said when he sung, the angels wept. But I can try to preach a little bit. That's, that's my calling. That's my gift. These, these that sing the specials and all, and, uh, you know, have a, have a great blessing, have, have a wonderful gift to be able to sing like that. God has a place of service, but you'll never know the place of service until you do what Romans 12, 1 and 2 tells us to do to present our body a living sacrifice 1 Timothy 3, 1, now this is a true saying of a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth the good work well I don't think I had that desire really until God called me in fact I desired to do something else God said, if you desire the office of a bishop, you desire a good work. I told you about a friend of mine. We were in high school. I can't remember, 11th, 12th grade, something like that. And uh, we're talking about what we was going to do. We got out of school. I said, I don't know. What are you going to do? He said, well, preaching isn't a bad job. So he just preach on St. Loaf the rest of the time. I was backslid on God, and, uh, but I knew enough. I said, "Man, you can't just you can't just decide to preach. You have to be called." I said, "Well, I don't know what I'm going to do, but there's one thing for sure. I know it won't be preaching." But it was. <laughs> Little did I know at that time. Service of God, though. It, listen, if God calls you, then God will enable you to do what. You, we need to do. Just remember the good gifts that we receive, we owe it to God. We owe it to Him. I'll give you the story about this little boy who was selling near a train station, selling newspapers and sweets and different things. These two men were rushing and running to catch their train. One was going to a cocktail party. Run right, right into this little fellow and knocked his table over in the street. And cursed and cursed the little boy from being there. Second fellow came along and stopped. Oh, he was in a hurry. He stopped and picked up the papers and straightened things up and reached in his pocket and gave the boy five dollars. said, I think this will cover those that were damaged. 
have a good Christmas. Headed on to catch his train, the little boy hollered out and said, Mister, are you Jesus Christ? He was shocked by the statement. He said, no, son, I'm not Jesus Christ. I'm just trying to do what he would do if he was here. That's the way we're to live. We do what Jesus would do if he was here. I meant to share this poem that I usually share every year before the message, but I'll share it now. I've just had Christmas in heaven, a glorious, wonderful day. I stood with saints of the ages who found Christ the truth and the way. I sing with a heavenly choir. Just think I who long so to sing. And oh, what celestial music we brought to our Savior and King. We sang the glad songs of redemption, how Jesus to Bethlehem came. How they called his name Jesus, that all might be saved through his name. We sang once again with the angels the song that they sang that blessed morn. The shepherds first heard the glad story that Jesus, the Savior, was born. And oh, how I wish you had been here. No Christmas on earth could compare with all the rapture and glory we witness in heaven so fair. You know how I always loved Christmas. It seemed such a wonderful day. With all of my loved ones around me, the children so happy and gay. Yes, now I can see why I loved it and oh, what a joy it will be when you and my loved ones are with me to share in the glories I see. So dear ones on earth, here's my greeting. Look up till the day dawn appears. And oh, what a Christmas awaits us beyond all their parting and tears. Let's bow our